superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the top, let's go! One, two, three! Ear holding hockey league is a great fantasy team name. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Get ready for it. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Get ready for a lot of those. Illegal contact penalty. Common. Because the competition committee wants to come. Earlier on the show, Tampa Bay Times Bucks beat writer Rick Stroud. Coming up, former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider Tom Curran. Stanford head coach David Shaw. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Yes, it's hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show on the air. Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times is on our program in hour number one talking about Tom Brady's return to action in the preseason and return to the Bucks earlier last week. And now he's back and um, everything that uh, was discussed about his midsummer sabbatical, all of that, whether Brady addressed the Dana White comments that he White got Brady and Gronk all set to go to Vegas, and then Gruden pulled the rug out from under everything. All of that discussed with Rick Stroud. It's sitting on our YouTube stream right now, and that's where we're seeing every single day for the time being. We are right around the corner from September, and it is in the month of September that we will be seen on the Roku channel for free every single day between 12 to 3 Eastern time on Roku devices, select Samsung televisions, Fire TV, the Roku app where the Roku channel is also free, can be downloaded to any mobile device. And if you're a desktopper, the RokuChannel.com is how you can watch the Rich Eisen show every single day. Michael Lombardi, who is part of the Musburger VSIN media world, he's going to be joining us in about 19 minutes time. And then in hour number three, it'll be time for Tom Curry, Tom E. Curran of NBC Sports Boston to talk about how the Patriots offense is scaring the daylights out of every single Patriot fan and Patriot nation right now. There's also a fun chat on the horizon with David Shaw, the head coach of Stanford football as college football began last week. They call it week zero. I find that very, very funny because uh, uh, the, the losses count. The losses <laughs> count in week zero. And um, Nebraska fans are licking their wounds today. Yes, Scott Frost, man, going, going up 11 <laughs> in Ireland on Northwestern and decides to onside kick, and they don't score a point the rest of the game. Northwestern, my other alma mater, comes back to win that game as Scott Frost falls to 50 and 30, 15 and 30 as the head coach of Nebraska football. And 21 of those 30 games are one-score losses. Unbelievable. 
So that's the way. And I already saw some people complaining about Big Ten officials, which means the season's begun. Because Big Ten officials can suck in week zero, too, apparently. <laughs> Stanford's first game um, is coming up uh, this very weekend. Um, and um, who, who are they taking on? I should know that. It's They're taking on USC in week number two. Uh, USC's taking on Rice first up this weekend. Lincoln Riley versus Rice. That's coming up this weekend. Can you do your rice? Uh, no, I don't. Holtz, no, no, no. That, yeah, but right. I, that, every time I think of rice, I think of Lou Holtz complaining about how tough rice is going to be so they could warm up for Michigan as Bo Schembechler did not schedule a warm up for Notre Dame game. That St- always infuriated Stanford me. Stanford warms up with Colgate. Colgate, that's right. Yeah. Colgate. So David Shaw will be joining us in hour number three. Don't miss all of that. Uh, let's go to our phone lines, 844-204-RICH, number to one of our favorites, Kathy in Philadelphia here on the Rich Eisen Show. What's up, Kathy? Hey, fellas, how's it going? What's going on? Well, I'm calling to be a bit of a uh, Debbie Downer this morning. Um, as a, as a Bill fan, obviously this weekend, uh, was tough. Um, I am, I guess relieved that my, my GM and, and head coach did the right thing, um, from a from a person standpoint, regardless of football, so I'm relieved that we can say that. Um, but with regard to obviously Matt Ariza, my concern was that there was reports that other teams knew about the allegations pre-draft and didn't do or say anything because um, he wasn't on their board. So my question, I guess, is at what point does morality matter now? Obviously, we shouldn't look to the NFL as the standard bearers for morality, but within the within the organization and within teams, at what point does morality matter when well, we're not talking about nonsense like you know uh, Twitter posts from when they were in junior high or hand size or whatever? The fact that this was a heinous crime that was being accused or is being accused. No, I know that, Kathy. It's just that so, that, that nothing was you know um, out there for everyone to see in uh, court papers about it. And, you know, the number of rumors I hear at combines and drafts every year, it would make your, your hair stand on end. And then nothing ever comes out because it's just a rumor. And an NFL team hears about what's going on on campus. They're not going to share with everybody because uh, if a player's stock drops and somebody is spreading a rumor about him and it's, you know, uh, def- defamatory and false, um, I mean, what are you going to do? That's that, that's why I, I, I don't know what to say about it other than the fact it's just a, a horrible, horrible crime that it appears Matt Ariza could be, could be charged with. And the Bills had to cut him. There was just no other way for them to move Agreed. forward about it. One hundred percent agreed. I, I completely agree on that standpoint. I guess my my concern is at, at one point, like at what point is there a okay? This all the behind the scenes need to be investigated, and of course, and and like you said, you can't right. be you know guilty of slander, or libel, or any any other of those you know fun legal words, but. Is there a, a threshold of okay? This sounds serious. Let's let's put a little more, you know, shoulder into this investigation than we would say, you know, Twitter posts. Well, I know, and I and I know that Kathy and, and thanks for the call. Greatly appreciate it. That that teams share medical information with each other. You know, 
this MRI, that x-ray shows this because you can actually see a break. You know, you can actually see the science on a screen. You can't, you know, share rumors with each other. You can't have like some clearinghouse for, for rumors or what's being talked about on campus. Because at what, like, what's the standard that it, it could rise to that makes, makes it reported into the rumor mill that's shared amongst all 32 teams, you know? Is it, is it, a, is it a horrible crime? What determines what's a horrible crime? I guess you know it when you see it. I, I just, I don't know how they could do something like that. But just our, our caller, Kathy, just brought up uh, Matt Ariza. Bills had no choice to do what they did. No choice. And I- I'm surprised they didn't do it on the spot. I guess they have to do their due diligence. They have to think about it. But, I mean, they had apparently it was late July when a member of their legal staff was contacted to give them a heads up that Matt Ariza was going to have a, a civil suit filed against him on these charges. Or alleged, I guess you can't, charges aren't alleged. He's not charged yet. But the Bills aren't going to own this. And I know he's incredibly talented as a punter. That's why we gave him a name, image, and likeness deal last year, which makes me sick to my stomach, 10 days after this alleged incident happened. We had no idea. You had no clue. But the Bills found out, and it took them some time but they eventually did what they had to do, which is like, you take care of that, Matt. And if you get cleared, you know, maybe we come back here. We'll talk. But we're, 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 we, we got a Super Bowl to go win. We're not going to own this. That's what I said the other day. I, I couldn't believe they were even taking him to the game. But they cut him. 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. It's a Monday. You ready to do Overreaction Monday, Christopher? Let's go, baby. Let's hit it, please, before Michael Lombardi joins that us. That was terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. That's why it sucks. Overreaction Mondays. Monday. All right, Christopher, go for it. All right, let's, uh, let's start with the Steelers. We just heard from Mike Tomlin about the quarterback situation. I'm going to go here. I think they actually should just start Kenny Pickett week one. I don't think you do that. Uh, I, I, You're going to start the kid anyway at some point, I so know. why not just put him out there week one and see how it goes. You got Trubisky, and, and if he is a guy that can give you that Alex Smith to Mahomes year, if he can give you that uh, Garoppolo to Trey Lance year, you take it. You take it. You got some serious veterans in your locker room. You've got some serious kids at other positions that can blossom like Pickens. You give him the best opportunity with a veteran guy with a chip on his shoulder who has the opportunity in front of him to remake himself. But you drafted Pickett for a reason. You're going to turn to him at some point. He may be ready, but if Trubisky begins to falter, that's when you go with the kid. If the kid's thrown in there in the deep end of the pool against the Cincinnati Bengals, you're going to give him week two of his of his career against Belichick, who eats rookie quarterbacks for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Has them with a fava beans and a nice Chianti? No way. Uh, I, I say you, you, you go with Trubisky because he's looked good enough to start it. And let's see how it goes. And if you give Pickett the year to sit there and watch and ruminate or can go to him in the middle of a season a la Tua over Ryan Fitzpatrick, even though hindsight has shown that some people didn't want that to happen. I think that's what you're going to do. 
So I'll say that's an overreaction, sir. Great, great, great. Uh, this one's mostly just for me. Um, I know we're going to talk to Tom later. Maybe he'll uh, you know talk me off the uh, the bridge there. But uh, Tom Curran. Brady's yeah. not going to be on the show. Brady's not calling. Got Tom it. Curran's going to call in. Got it. So like, the got Patriots it. are just in for a long season offensively. It just kind of is what it is at this point. It feels that way. But it's the number of times that you think the Patriots are dead in the water and then they do their job and they figure it out and Belichick gets them to understand how to do it and then suddenly a team that can't get out of their own way on offense is suddenly doing situationally brilliant things in the middle of a fourth quarter to win football games that other teams don't with players usually too green to figure it out. Just like that team last year. McDaniels being out and two guys like Judge and Patricia, who have never done it, to have it turned over to them makes it seem like Belichick doesn't know what he's doing. But I think deep down, you got to trust him. You got to trust him. Yeah, I want to see what the first month looks like. I mean, the first month is kind of the de facto preseason anyway. I just don't think we're going to be sitting here week 10, week 12, saying this team was doomed from the start, that the preseason is exactly what we thought it was. I'll just I'll I'll give you that benefit of doubt and say that's an overreaction too, man. That's going to be. I'll still just say it's an overreaction, but we'll see what Tom has to say. And Lombardi, Mike Lombardi, who just you know whose kid is the offensive coordinator in Vegas, and he knows McDaniel's, and he's he knows Belichick. I mean, I'm sure he was all over that. So he must have some thoughts on the subject matter too. What else, Chris? Uh, What's today's date, guys? It's um, August 29th. It's August 29th. Jimmy G still on this. Uh, San Francisco 49ers right. roster. I still think Jimmy G will be a Seahawk at some point. Soon. I don't know, brother. The only reason why I think that is, well, uh, it, I'll say that's proper. I don't think that's an overreaction either. Uh, but uh, again, I'm a Jet fan who can't get Geno Smith and his broken jaw out of my head. <laughs> I'm serious, man. I just, you know, and, and guys, I, I just feel Geno Smith beating out Drew Locke is exactly what the rest of us feel. Not a good sign. Not a good sign that you trade Russ Wilson for a young quarterback and that guy can't beat out Geno Smith. And I know that Geno has some time in the system and I know that Drew Locke had COVID and I know that there wasn't enough time. That's what Pete Carroll said. They just didn't have enough time to beat out Geno. But if I'm the 49ers, I hang on to Garoppolo as long as possible and make sure that he's not on the Seahawks until the last possible moment. So I'll say that's a, I think that's spot on. I think that's spot on. What else, Chris? All right. Um, gosh, did you see how the Dolphins started the other day? Yeah. Tua throws a 50-yard bomb to Tyreek. Do you know what the Dolphin single-season touchdown reception record is? No, sir. Mark Clayton in 1984 caught 18. I'm going to say Tua Tyreek are going to challenge the Marino Clayton Dolphins oh, TD Oh man, I'll call that an overreaction for the moment. Come I on, two right. on. I'm with you. You are you. I, I, I'm coming around a little bit. I actually. just think I gotta say I don't their know. Man. PR Blitzkrieg is working on me. Tua to Tyreek, more prolific in scoring touchdowns in a single season than Marino, than Marino to Clayton. And Mark Clayton. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, I'll say that's an overreaction. But I can't wait to see what this offense looks like, man. I'm getting kind of excited. I got to ask it. Lombo about yeah. that too, because he's he's the king of who you know, crapping on the Dolphins for taking Tua over Justin Herbert. 
But I just think it's all set up. If Tua is accurate and he throws a good ball and he throws an accurate ball and he throws a catchable ball. Right, the greatest catchable ball of all time. And he's not like, you know, throwing a bomb. You know, he's he's not Mahomes-like. He's not Rodgers-like. He's not Russ-like and throwing deep balls. Just get these guys in open space five yards beyond the line of scrimmage and go. Yeah. Certainly, if there's going to be all these illegal contact penalties and everybody's going to be like not touching you until right. that five yard mark because it's going to be a flag and they're that's in the brains of all these defensive backs, use that to your advantage. And if somebody knows how to use it to his advantage, it's Mike McDaniel, I think. I think. I still think that's an overreaction. All right, let's talk about Mike McDaniel's uh, former team real quick. Did you, did you see how many points they scored over the weekend? The 49ers, we, we talked about it on Friday because that game was on Thursday night yeah. and how Lance did not. Give anybody any – he had a fuel to whatever fire there is. As you know, I think he's going to do very well there. All right, so let's hit the – here's my topic here. Lance's growing pains are going to be too much for the 49ers to make the playoffs. No, no. Overreaction. I'll say that. I will say that. They're too talented, and I think this kid is really good, and at some point he's going to start beating you with his feet – and the game will slow down for him, and he's going to get his bearings, and uh, he might get he he might beat the Bears and then get his bearings. How about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, uh, I I I like it. They start against the Bears and the Seahawks. Come on, brother. Right. They should and be two and zero and feeling be. really good about themselves. Should be. should be. And 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 I think there there could be a nice wind at the Niners' back that they're one of the few. 2-0 teams in the 2022 season and so on and so forth. I know that there can always be, um, you know, backslide, but I, I think this team is too talented with a coaching staff, too smart, and this kid is going to – I don't know. I'm, I'm high on Lance. I, 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 was, I, I, I was the minute I heard his name. Yeah. So, what All else? All right, last one. I was uh, – do- Oh, nice. All right, we'll get one. Always let George talk about it first. The last one. I was kind of dialed into the NFL Network Top 100 last night. Um, Top 10 revealed. No, uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen, 13. A lot of people took issue with that. Uh, Voted on by their peers. So, you know, talk to the other players. But uh, a familiar name atop the list. Tom Brady was number one uh, once again in the Top 100. Aaron Donald, number two for the second straight year. Uh, And with all due respect to the GOAT, he's my fair pro ever. Aaron Donald is the best player in the NFL. Yeah, I, I, I kind of, I kind of feel the same way, Christopher. Like, like, what are we, what are we doing? I kind of feel the same way, but I think it's just a, it's a nod to how Brady is as great as they come. He's a goat. Is that a, like a lifetime achievement? Number one, is that what you're saying? I feel like it, but I mean, he, I think it was I'm, number seven last year. Yeah, right? he went from seven last year all the way back up to number one. I mean, but, he did lead the league in passing yards and touchdowns, but but know, just being the doing Bowl it as anything, long as he's you know? been doing it and doing it as well as he's been doing it for as as, as late in his career as he's been. And, you know, no one will ever match what he has done, but... Aaron Donald basically, I mean, you know, kind of took over the Super Bowl and... <laughs> Aaron Donald is the best player the in the National Football League. I just, again... At the just, moment with the finger, uh, and, I, I don't know. Okay. Chris, I am with you, sir. And that's another edition of Overreaction Monday. We'll take a break and we'll be back with Mike Lombardi on his two cents on pretty much everything we just talked about. I think you, I think you just ran down oh. the list of a oh. lot of topics oh, from nice. Michael Lombardi that Amazing. I wanted to ask him. Amazing. Well done. The GM Shuffle podcast host from VSIN coming up next. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
The partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, he's one of our favorites. Been, hasn't been on in quite some time. Been a while. From the world of VSIN, back here on the Rich Eisen Show on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line, our friend, former NFL executive in many spots, Michael Lombardi. How you doing, Lombo? Rich, I am doing great. Good to be back with you again. Hope all is well. Let's hope. Uh, let's hope uh, this football season is as good as every last one that uh, you've been part of, we've been part of, and it sure sure looks to be the case right now. Which team coming out of uh, preseason concerns you the most, based on uh, off season maneuvers and whatever you've seen over the last several weeks, Michael? You know, the Cowboys. They won twelve games last year, and and really. After the season, that heartbreaking, they got physically beat up, especially in their offensive line against a better 49ers team who dominated them at home that day. And losing Smith, their left tackle, you know, and losing some other elements, Collins, their right tackle, these are two guys that are hard to replace. Now, Terrence Steele's going to go in at right tackle, but what's going to happen? You lose your left tackle in the National Football League, it's hard. It's one of the things the Rams kind of overcame last year. When, when Whitworth went down, Note Bloom played well. They were fortunate there. Everybody was worried about that depth there that came through. I would say Dallas, where they were last year and how Philly has improved, to me, is the one is the one two teams that I'm looking at. Yeah, I, I, when, um, when Tyron Smith went down, it just sealed for me what I've been trying to talk myself into for the last several weeks is that Philadelphia, this is their division to, to snatch from, from Dallas. Cause I just didn't like some of the moves that happened with Dallas this off season. Uh, I know Micah Parsons is going to be better just the way things happen. Certainly with generationally talented kids as he appears to be, I, I just don't know how you replace Tyron Smith, despite his injury history over the last couple of years, 
Michael? Well, they drafted Tyler Smith to go over there, but they were putting him at left guard, figuring they had another year. Now, we'll see what they do, how they maneuver this offensive line. And he, get, you know, he's had a propensity to be have holding penalties. So, look, I, I think it's the defense can certainly be good. You know, Sam Williams looks like a bright young rookie. I think with Lawrence and some of the other players, Fowler, that they signed to replace Randy Gregory, they have a, they have a, a, a way to be better defensively. But offensively is the biggest concern for me because of they need to have a way to run the football effectively. They don't want Dak throwing it 45, 50 times. I think what they'll do, Rich, is move Pollard as a slot receiver. He'll replace C.D. Lamb. They'll move Lamb outside to replace Amari Cooper. Hopefully they get Michael Gallup back as, as they go. And the Jalen Tolberts and Noah Browns, those guys have to take a giant mother may I step forward. And they're going to have to figure all that stuff out against uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady on the first Sunday night of the season in front of the whole country. We'll talk about a difficult spot to work out the kinks. Uh, what is your sense of things with the, the Buccaneers? Brady being back, he had a little cup of coffee, but there's a, a lot of issues right there in front of him. What, what are your two cents on that, Mike Lombardi? Well, you know, like you said, Rich, when you have a lot, a lot of stuff going on in your life, it's <laughs> challenging as we get older. You know, I mean, right. it's the age thing that gets us. Although, Father, he's undefeated against Father Time. Let's be clear here. He's the only one who's been able to so uh, far. Father Time in the eye. But I, I think the offensive line's got to concern him. I think that Godwin not being 100% healthy has to concern him. And they're going to have to ride their defense a little bit earlier in the season as their offense kind of gets together. In the Indianapolis game, watching the tape of him, he looks like he's 35. When I went to the Patriots in 14, you know, and I watched the tape the other day of him against Indianapolis, he looked the same. I mean, he doesn't age. He's an ageless wonder. He's truly, he's found that cocoon that Ron Howard wrote the movie about. I don't know where it is, but Tom has found it. And so (laughs) it's great. And I, and I think their defense has got to do the one that carry the work. I, I think missing Gronk, you know, O.J. Howard never manifested himself to the player that they hope. Can Cameron break Kyle Rudolph? Are they going to be able to step up and fill that void? There's a lot of moving pieces in Tampa. And I think Todd Bowles is a really good coach. And I think he'll prove to be a better head coach than he was with the Jets. But I think the first month of September is going to be a little sorting out. The GM Shuffle podcast and the Lombardi line, both from v and Michael Lombardi here on the Rich Eisen Show. You've served him uh, uh, over many years, uh, Michael. I don't know if you're aware, as my Belichick whisperer in many different ways. <laughs> what, what is your sense of what's going on with the New England Patriots right now? Michael. Well, I, I think they're in a transitionary state. I, I think when Josh McDaniels left and Tom Brady is now gone and all the the voluminous of the offense that they had with them has kind of left. And now they have to find their own identity with, I think, the head coach having to take over and really become the focal point of what they want to do offensively as Joe Judge and Matt Patricia transition to the other side of the ball or, for Joe Judge's case, from the kicking game. So, I think it's a work in progress. I think Mac Jones is really talented. I think Mac Jones is kind of one of those players that has looks like he's improved his body, improved his arm, and they've got enough talent offensively to move the football effectively. They haven't done it well in the preseason. I think it's deeper than who calls the plays. I think it's about the design, but more than the design, I think it's about the fundamentals and the details that I don't think they've ironed out. And I'm pretty sure knowing Bill as well as I do, he's going to get that worked out. Well, I mean, he does. Yeah. And they get comfortable. I think they can improve offensively. So why why do all the changes or undertake all the changes that Belichick 
has undertaken and not put all of the offense with those changes at a very important moment, a cross-section of Mac Jones's career year two, that year one to year two leap. Why, why would Belichick do that and not place the offense in the hands of somebody who is an old hand? I mean, he's, he's known people for decades. Why wouldn't he do that uh, with somebody who's I mean, done it before? Never, right? That's never really been what he's done. I mean, that's never been his modus operandi. I mean, he, when he's transitioned from coordinators, it's always been someone that he's developed from within. And when Josh left... You know, there there really wasn't anybody that he felt like he could. Josh took other people with him to the Raiders, and so I think he had to kind of manage this from bringing somebody from the outside in to run their system has never been part of the Belichickian philosophy. It's going to be how he wants to run the game. Now, I, I think ultimately that's going to have to develop, and certainly from Judge and Patricia's standpoint, they're going to have to catch up rather quickly. But he is the best coach in football, and he's going to have to exert himself on the offense. Michael Lombardi here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, I've been saying it since they got Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams in the span of about a week. Uh, I think with McDaniels going to Vegas, uh, I like the the Raiders in the AFC West. I'm kind of standing uh, a very in a very thin crowd. Michael, uh, talk me uh, out of it or tell me I'm right. You go for it. Well. You know, for full disclosure, my son's the offensive coordinator, so you know my heart's with the Raiders and my heart's with your <laughs> prediction. But I do love I do love what they've done. I think Derek Carr with Gruden really improved. When Gruden went in there, they couldn't Carr didn't throw the ball down the field. Over the three seasons that Gruden had Carr, he got him to throw down the field. I think he's going to embrace and I was at practice last week, Rich, watching the Raiders and the Patriots, and I could feel the energy from the offensive players towards McDaniel's offense. And we know McDaniel's can run an offense. And I think people tend to go back to his experience in Denver. I didn't get that experience on that practice field. I think all the players are buying in for what McDaniel's is selling at the Las Vegas Raiders. And with the skill that they have, Darren Waller, when he gets back on the field, and I fully expect him to be back there week one, is an outstanding player. He's a unique talent to go along with Adams and Hunter Renfro. Think about Hunter Renfro. Last year, 82% of the time when the ball was thrown to Hunter Renfro, he made the catch. The best in the National Football League, even better than Cooper Cup. So they've got skill players. Josh Jacobs can run. I think the key for the Raiders for, to, to, to fulfill your prediction is simply this. They must play from in front. And that allows Max Crosby, Chandler Jones to rush the passer, to do what they do really well. If they get into a slugfest or have to play from behind, their offensive line will get exposed, and their lack of size and power on the edges will also be affected. So, yeah, and, and also Mick has got to call a heck of a game, right, your son? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think he's got Josh to help him a lot. That there, helps right? him with so that, too. Well, I mean, you, I mean, you're as locked in as they possibly can come. You must even know the, the real estate agent who had to tell uh, you know, his boss, Tom Brady's not taking the house. Right in Vegas, you must <laughs> yeah. even know that person. Well, I, that that is it. You know, I, I said this on Instagram on one of those reels that uh, oh, nice. I was taught how to make by <laughs> yeah. my, my dear friend, uh, his, his daughter. Yes. I mean, you know, I don't. Dana White doesn't mean to verify the story. It's true. I mean, it, it, it's very true. And for I don't know the reasons why John got cold feet, but it is a true story. I mean, John, it, I, I can't believe that. And and I love Derek Carr. I do, but how do you get Brady and Gronk knocking on your door uh, at that point in time? And obviously, it's not a guarantee that Vegas would have had the same success as Tampa. But what is it like? Because doesn't Gruden love 
you know, old school veteran quarterbacks. I mean, Brady is the king of that. I don't get it. Yeah, but I think he, I, I think it would have been a hard marriage. I think Gruden likes old school quarterbacks that'll kind of do what he wants them to do, and I think Brady likes to typically likes to do what he does. They're two different systems. I think it would have been a hard marriage to really because Brady comes from a unique way. I think Derek Carr's learning that now. I think Derek Carr's experienced it with Josh McDaniels. It's a completely different way of operating an offensive football team, the Patriot way that has happened over the time from Charlie Weiss to Josh McDaniels to Billy O'Brien and then back to Josh again. It's a unique way. And, and I think that John's different in how he approaches the game from a team's collective standpoint, and I think that would have probably frustrated, frustrated Brady. I guess so, but uh, just to linger on this one, a split second here longer, Michael Lombardi, is just didn't Tom Coughlin change his stripes, right? No, his spots? <laughs> Honestly, like he... he I, I think the mark, of, the mark of a great coach is adapt, adaptability, right? Right. And so you're going to have to adapt. And look, uh, when you look over John's career, Rich, he never has trained a young quarterback in his system. He's always had veteran guys. Rich Gannon, MVP of the league in 2002, not with Gruden, but with Bill Callahan. But in 01, he was very good with Gruden. And then, you know, Brad Johnson in Tampa Bay. And, you know, the Gannon. kind of players that yeah. he gravitates himself to are guys that are not quite that elite level. He makes them better. I don't know if that would have worked. Michael Lombardi here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, and the few times that you've been on this program over the years, Michael, uh, I definitely picked one thing up when, when you said whoever would look at Herbert and Tua on the same field and says, let's go with Tua over Herbert was just out of their, out of their minds. How do you think this is it, uh, right? I mean, this is it for Tua to have a shot to be an everyday starter and star in this league. He's got one year um, left, uh, I think, in which to do it. Uh, if he doesn't, who knows? You know, people knock around and then get another shot eventually again. But that this is an important year for Tua. Do you think he's set up for success? Do you think he will show what the Dolphins saw in him and a lot of other evaluators, Michael? Well, I, I think they're trying to convince themselves. I mean, you've never heard a better propaganda campaign about a player in preseason than you have about Tua. I mean, it's really every day he's been sensational. I mean, you know, and to me, you never had to hear a coach say Tom Brady was sensational. He just was, you know, and – when you examine Tua's career, it's, you know, the throws, he's very accurate. He doesn't have elite size. He doesn't have elite speed. He doesn't have elite escape ability. And if you rush him a certain way where he's forced to play quarterback from the pocket, he's going to struggle. Now, I don't know the name of the punter, but, but he has less 30-yard completions in the air than most every player. I mean, he doesn't throw the ball down the field. Now, I know he's got Tyreek Hill this year, but it struggles. I mean, in the two games he played against the Patriots, the one game he won at the end of the year, he threw 109 yards passing. I mean, he plays, and I think to me what, I, what often is overlooked about Tua is when the weather turns bad. Watch the Tennessee game when it started to rain late in the season and he couldn't really grasp the football and make those plays. I, I don't see it, Rich. Hmm. I think, can he be effective? Sure. Can you put better players around him? But to win in the National Football League, to win a title, you've got to be able to throw the ball from a drop-back pass game when the other team knows you have to throw it. And I don't think Tua can do that. And I think you can mask it along, but at some point you've got to be able to do what I just said, and I don't see it. And a crucial uh, moment for, for the 49ers. We all knew they'd have to turn to Trey Lance. That was going to happen. Or whoever they were going to choose third overall. The minute they made that trade for a young quarterback and moved up, you knew Jimmy G, the clock was ticking for him, and now it appears to be this is it. They're going to do it, even though – uh, there was some ups and downs last year, and this preseason 
didn't really set many uh, uh, hairs on fire. What are, what are your two cents on Lance and the 49ers and their setup for success this year, Michael Lombardi? Well, I think they went all in on Lance. I'm not sure. And, I, and I've said this, and I tru- truly believe that Kyle would have picked Mac Jones. I think he got convinced to take Trey Lance as the bigger upside player. You know, that's been debate, debated over time. I still see it the way I see it. I would say this, Rich. I think what, what Kyle's going to do offensively will look more like the RG3 offense when he was in Washington. I think Kyle knows he can't run the offense that he ran with Garoppolo right now with Trey Lance. That's not going to work. He's not going to sit back there, process, read it out. I think you're going to see a little bit of a single wing. I think you're going to see a little bit of what Buffalo did late in the season where they run their quarterback, where they put him involved in the run game and try to get him on the perimeter, try to get him high-low reads outside. I think if I'm Chicago and Matt Eberflus getting ready to play the 49ers, I'm concerned about I don't know what the game plan is going to be. But I will say this. You can count on Lance being able to be involved in that run game. I think he'll carry it more than 10 times in that game. I think that's Kyle knows. The best chance he has to win is play great defense, run the ball, include the quarterback in the run game, and don't turn it over. Before I ask you your Super Bowl prediction, I would be remiss if I didn't ask somebody who uh, spent time in Cleveland a considerable time in Cleveland, what you think of the Browns and the last several weeks, months, with their acquisition of Deshaun Watson and then the Deshaun Watson suspension and what this team looks like this year and moving forward. I'll give you the whole enchilada to comment on, Michael Lombardi. Well, I mean, look, you know, I was a huge Deshaun Watson fan coming out of uh, of Clemson. In fact, I, I was standing on the table that the Browns should draft them at the 12th pick that they traded to the Houston Texans for Houston to pick Watson. And clearly that that character assessment that I had at that current time hasn't looked correct at this point. Mm-hmm. And to me, to do what they did to guarantee his full contract after the offseason and the past performance that he had, to me, I think was uncalled for. I think it really didn't set a very good precedent for the National Football League or for the other teams. And now that he's been suspended for 11 games, I think they're in the worst spot they could be. If I were the general manager in Cleveland, I would trade for Garoppolo because he runs the same offense in Cleveland as they run in San Francisco. It's the Gary Kubiak, Mike Shanahan version of the West Coast. I would put him in that place and try to win games, get a compensatory pick for him when he becomes a free agent, and then rebrand ourselves with Watson. I think, look, the Browns have not handled this correctly. I think the press conference after the suspension was announced wasn't very well done. I don't think it was well characterized by the owner, by anybody in the building. And I think, to me, the messaging that needs to occur moving forward is Watson needs to re-engage. He needs to prove that all the great positive qualities that people echoed in Clemson are actually true and get into the community and do things to help his career, to, to rebrand him, to show what he truly is as a person. I think that needs to take forward as a four football team. Look, I think Cleveland's good. I worry about Brissett. We drafted him when I was in New England. I think Jacoby's a wonderful person. I think he's a great leader. I think he struggles to be a starting quarterback over an extended period of time, whether it was in Indianapolis or Miami. I think it's a tough spot for the Browns. Yeah, and then two things you just said I want to just follow up on, Michael, uh, that that you think that the 11-game suspension puts the Browns in a very difficult spot. Peter King and his... Football Morning in America column today said he learned that Roger Goodell here heard from many owners saying they didn't want Watson suspended for a full year because that allows the Browns to get another year on the back end of his contract and that this that it would also financially help the Browns this year 
that making sure that that Watson had a suspension less than a year would put the Browns in a very difficult spot. And that was came from a lot of owners very upset about the way that the Browns handled his contract by guaranteeing all of it. Would you would you echo those sentiments? You think that's feasible, having been in many owners' rooms and meetings rooms like uh, that, Michael? I think there's no doubt. Every owner. In fact, my reaction to the contract when I heard it was, oh my God, they just violated the, the secret code of the NFL of guaranteed contracts. Look, when I was in the league, the, you had a fund contracts that were skill and injury guaranteed. Skill, injury, and salary cap. You had to send the future year money to the league office and put it in an escrow account. No owner wants to do that. No owner wants, no business wants to tie up their money and out of the cash flow and put it in escrow account. This was put in place back in the 1960s when teams were worried about folding, about not having enough money to beat payroll, when the league wasn't as solvent as it is today. And for the Browns to do this, to break that ranks for the first time in the history of the league for a quarterback that was involved in this controversy, in this many civil suits, to me, how to make everybody unhappy. And I think to me, what, what Peter King reported, I didn't read it this morning, but I think there has to be some validity to it. They're, they're upset because now how do you handle Lamar's contract without fully guarantee it? How do you handle, you know, wh- when Justin Herbert's contract comes up without fully? Every other con- every mm. contract is predicated on the last contract. Russell Wilson sitting in Denver saying, hey, I need a new deal. Okay, I've been a good soldier here. I know we got a new owner, but I'm going to need a new deal, and I'm going to need it buttoned up just like just like uh, the Deshaun Watson's deal. Yeah, here we are. I mean, the the Monday before Labor Day weekend, uh, so we're now less than two weeks to the beginning of the season. Lamar Jackson's still unsigned, and that might be the case. And then the Jimmy G con- uh, uh, mention you just had that uh, the Browns should acquire him. Don't you think the Niners are, are going to have to release him? Is that a game of cat and mouse that you think is going on? What, what Suss out the, the Jimmy G scenario for us because the cut day is right here, Michael. I, I reported this on my pod and do it on my show. I'm told reliably that Seattle is very interested in Jimmy G and San Francisco knows that. And San Francisco doesn't want him to go there. They play in week two. They yeah. really don't want to help Seattle out with their quarterback. Seattle's quarterback room is the worst in the league by far. I think everybody would agree with that. Maybe not Seattle, but most every team in the league would. And Garoppolo would go up there in the Shane Waldron offense, which is very similar to what Kyle runs. Remember, Waldron was in the Rams with with Sean McVay, which is a byproduct of the Shanahan offense. And he would go up there and really lighten up their room. He would give them a future at quarterback. I don't think that's what what the 49 – they're hoping somebody else comes down the road. Now, John Lynch claims he has a trade partner. I don't see it. Ian Rappaport reported a couple, uh, I think, the other day that – there, he's hearing no trade. Nobody's talking. I was with a bunch of teams, and they told me there's no trades talking up with 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 them and, and with the 49ers. So yes, Rich, to answer your question, I do believe they have to release him. I think they're going to wait as long as they have to because remember, right now, only the top 51 players count on the salary cap. Only the top 51, so they can get away with it right now. But once the season starts, and you have to count everybody. That cap flexibility that they currently hold today won't be in place. So they'll have to, they could wait till what, the Friday before the opener in Chicago? I think the Friday before, yes, they could definitely wait that. But they're really, I mean, to me, and look, let's, let's put this perfectly in perspective. The guy in complete control of Jimmy Garoppolo currently, right now, is his agent, Don Yee. Because unless Don Yee renegotiates the contract, no team's taking that salary. So even though John Lynch may want to trade Garoppolo to, some team, he can't do that unless 
really, Don Yee okays a reduction because not many people in the league have $25, 26000000 million of cap room to take on the contract. So much to think about. All right, Michael, uh, what's your Super Bowl prediction? Go for it. Who do you think plays in Arizona you know for the whole deal? Eason, we, have a great, we have a great betting guide that we put out, the NFL betting guide, and they make all of us uh, do our Super Bowl prediction. I urge everybody to take, check it out on VEASAN.com. Yep. I have Green Bay and Kansas City. I think this is Green Bay's moment. I think Aaron Rodgers is ready. I know the receivers are going to be young. I think Green Bay's really good on defense. I think this is the best defensive team Green Bay's had in a long time. So you're going to be really good on defense. So you like Aaron Rodgers, despite the loss of Devontae Adams, to go and win the NFC and then win the whole thing. That would be a remarkable yeah. turn of events. That would surely be um, yeah, amazing I, for backer fans. Yeah, and I, it, in, in my new book uh, that, that will come out next football season, okay. I, I rank the top 100 players. And when I wrote up Aaron Rodgers, I, I compared him to a dart player, the greatest dart player of all time over in Great Britain, Phil Taylor. Look, one thing about the Packers, Rodgers is going to give you a catchable ball. I don't care who plays receivers. Michael Lombardi, thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it. Everyone check out the Lombardi, check out, uh, the Lombardi line on VEASAN. GM Shuffle Pod also on VEASAN, the Daily Coach newsletter. Um, look for more of my phone calls, Michael. Thanks for the time, brother. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate you. you got it. At M Lombardi NFL on Twitter. I follow him. You should, too. Tons of food for thought. Let's take a break. Come back and uh, try to assimilate all that stuff. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Tom E. Curran going to be joining us shortly on the Rich Eisen Show in a moment to talk Pats. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Chrome Soft Callaway Golf Balls, it's made everyone better. Men, women, first-time major winners, repeat major winners, club champions, business golfers, because the Chrome Soft family has been the tour has the best tour performance for every type of performance. That's why. Because there's a certain type of Chrome Soft Golf Ball for you. I use the one that's for the most uh, needing help. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice to myself. It gives you the most distance, better feel, incredible forgiveness, The it being the regular Chrome Soft. It fits the most players out there. And then there's difficult uh, the degrees of difficulty. That's how you can find 
the golf ball that's right for you from the Chrome Soft family. Chrome Soft X, Chrome Soft XLS. Those are for the more advanced types of players because of precision technology. All Chrome Softs are enhanced with precision technology. That ensures they're the highest quality, most consistent, fastest golf balls possible. I use them. You will love them. When you add it all up, it's so simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best and then better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com slash Chrome Soft. I think we should have a rule that whenever one of us says family on the show, family, we have to say it like Brian Kelly. Yeah. Family. Family. Okay. Just, Don't just, we already? I'm just throwing that out there moving forward. Sounds great. <laughs> well, Rich said family twice there. You know, it, I know it's a read. So you probably want to read it correctly for Callaway, but you know, just. Well, but I'm not, put I'm also not up. trying to put, I'm not trying to put on airs here. You know, I'm not trying to ingratiate myself into a, a group of people. You know, <laughs> Callaway knows me. I know them. Right. That's true. They are family. They are family. Family. I'm sorry. Brian Kelly. You just had an opportunity to do it. <laughs> Brian Kelly right. doesn't say it the I way I broke like my own rule. Family. Who, who does LSU play this weekend? Speaking of which, hold on a minute. Let's see. LSU schedule. LSU's playing Florida State. Florida State. Oh, out of the box. Out of the box. That's fun. Yeah. Didn't Florida State curb stomp somebody this yeah, weekend? Yeah, Duquesne. Duquesne. What is happening? Come on, man. Well, it's preseason. Preseason. It's not preseason. It's week zero. <laughs> it's preseason. They had three running backs with 100 yards rushing or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it was a warm, warm up. up for LSU. Let me ask you this, Ridge. Maybe we'll talk about this more on Friday, but who are you rooting for this weekend? Notre Dame or Ohio State? Oh, it's the, it's like Mets. It's Mets Red Sox 86. I just want the earth to swallow it. Can there be a sinkhole? Take them all out? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't know. That's tough. Uh, I, I know what it is, though. I know. I'll, I'll root for Notre Dame. Oh. You know, I'll put on Rudy. I'll get in the mood. There you go. I'll, put hey. it, I'll get in the mood. I'll get in the mood. Slow clap. I'll slow clap. I'll be like Charles Dutton. <laughs> Watching him. These are the finest things these eyes have ever seen. Mm. Okay. It's all true story. True story. Based on I mean, true story. Rudy happened. He's it a happened. real person. I know. He's a real person. It happened. I know. It's a true story. That's what I said. He sacked a guy. You I will watch. watch I'll watch Rudy get myself psyched up. I'll get psyched up. Oh, gosh. There it is. There's the moment. What a hater. Is that Chris Collinsworth running across the what field right really there in those plaid plan, <laughs> pants? Tommy Curran, David Shaw of NBC Sports Boston and Stanford football coming up. You mentioned an accent. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm a little bit squirrely about that whole concept here. Why? I'll answer it. Thank you. So this weekend, um, just to give the kids something to do and also give them a sense of others in the world, Susie also wanted them off their devices. Right. You know, this is time's running out. Summer's running out. So we had a bake sale, and we're giving all the proceeds away to Children's Hospital here in Los Angeles. Oh, that's awesome. And so we set up in front of our house. We're, 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 we're near this hike here in Los Angeles. So people, it's constant foot traffic in front of the place that we're wow. at right now. Perfect. Okay. So uh, we're, we're out there, and the kids did all the cooking. And boy, three kids in the kitchen. Oh, my God. With cleanup, trying to, you know, trying to get them to understand that when you, you, know, when you make stuff, it's not just throw it in. you got to measure. There's a certain standard. <laughs> you know, like. Right. Anyway, so we're out there, and we're selling. The kids are selling. Okay. 
you know, and it's cute. They got a sign like, hey, we cooked. And Susie's like, they cooked all day. You know, they baked all day. And I'm sitting out there. I'm just in a chair. I'm just one. I'm the dad in the chair. (laughs) And um, it's Southern California. So um, it's good people watching. It's good people watching. And Susie's sitting there um, with some neighbors as well. Uh, three, three, three ladies are sitting there. Susie's sitting there with two of her uh, neighbors, and some of the guys are walking by. It's a, it's a hot day. No shirts on. No shirts on. That's great. I'm team no shirt. So one guy comes up. He's standing. He's got a man bun, and he's got no shirt on. And um, I could see that there's a certain level of interest that's been peaked. Ah, interesting. And he's <laughs> like, I don't know if I'm going to get any his brownies, cookies, the whole thing. So he goes, I don't know if I'm going to get anything. I, I, just, I just said these words. Looks like he could use a cookie. Oh. That's what I said. Wow. To the guy. Six-pack situation? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's uncomfortable. It's, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I felt like it was one of those moments where um, when Susie watches a Brad Pitt movie and, and you hear, oof, oof. Right. Like that sort of thing, right? Um, so the guys talk, talking to the kids and Susie then says, you know, where are you from? You have an accent. It's sort of like a Southern guy. And they, they have a nice little chat and he walked away and she says to him before he walks away, you know, like, oh, thanks for doing this. You know, I just like asking people where they're from when I hear the accent guy walks away and I just said, you know, it's interesting. Um, I haven't heard you ask that question of a lot of people who walked up today. <laughs> First time. First time. Suddenly curious. The accent. Right. Uh-huh. So, you know, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> but that happened. And then about uh-huh. two minutes later, a uh, blonde lady oh, yes. walks up. <laughs> this is going to be great. Blonde lady walks up and I say to myself, I'm like, please have an accent. Please <laughs> Even if she didn't have an accent, please have an accent. And she didn't. She sounded like straight from right around the corner. And I thought to myself, if I asked her, do you have like, where are you from? Oh, they have great, great accent. Now it's creepy. I'm just like an old man in a chair. Nah, but it would have been. Nah. You would, you'd have been doing I mean, that for I'd have one made other a point. person. I'd have right. made a point. Your there point was an audience. There was an audience. Right. Your point would have But been still, there are my children are there. <laughs> they might not know where it's going. With it. <laughs> that happened this weekend. <laughs> But we raised a nice chunk of change for Children's Hospital. 